Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, everyone, to Blog Talk USA. I'm going to do this quickly because I have a little call-in starting to cry. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, let me tell you how you can always find us, our our phone line and our websites. Our phone line is 515-605-9375 to listen live by phone. If you want to listen to us online, listen to us at blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa, or you can find us in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA and Marvelous Monday. So I'm going to quickly give you to your host, my mother, my lovely, brilliant mother, Dr. Shirley McKellar, and welcome, Dr. McKellar. And I did not pay her to say that. Good evening, Ms. Rihanna. <laughs> not a penny. <laughs> not a dime. Good evening nope. and welcome once again to Blog Talk USA Radio. This is Marvelous Monday. This is exciting Monday. Why? Because we are one day before the showtime. And I'm so excited. We just finished downtown Tyler on the square. Uh, we had a powwow down there with all the candidates here in Smith County uh, and actually in Senate District 1. Uh, from the top down to the bottom, uh, we had uh, Hank Gilbert, who's running for Congress, all the way down to City Council person representative for Mr. Broderick McGee, who is running in the 2nd District rerun, re-elect. So we're encouraging everybody, don't wait until Election Day. Get busy. Get up early in the morning. We're going to be out there front row center. We'll have snacks for you. We'll have waters for you. We have whatever you need. Bring your little stadium chair so that if you need to sit down and take a break just in case the lines are so long, Uh, We're going to have social distancing, wear your mask by all means, and let's get ready to make your vote count. I know you're registered, so make sure your name and your address is current on your identification. Uh, I'm sure that you applied for a mail-in ballot if you needed that. I got one automatically, and guess what? I have already voted. I voted on Friday, and I hand-carried my ballot, my mail-in ballot, downtown Tyler to the election office. I signed in with my ID and then I watched my bag be pulled out, put into my hands, and I placed my ballot into that sealed bag with the lock and all of that waiting to be counted. So I actually voted early and I voted in person. So, but tomorrow actually kicks off the real election in Texas, and I tell you, we're so excited. So don't allow anybody to suppress your vote. Don't allow anybody to steal your vote. Use your voice. Use your vote 
to make the change that we're looking for in this great America. And therefore, I know that you're going to vote up and down that ballot. Get down with the Dems. I'm a Democrat, so that's what I'm pushing. Okay. There could be any others that are something else, but that's what I am, so that's what I push. So don't stop at the top. Don't stop with Joe Biden and Kamala, Senator Kamala Harris. Go all the way down that ballot. And I'm going to run the names, if Ms. Rihanna would allow me to just run the names of the ones who live in Senate District 1 and Smith County, East Texas. I'm going to share with you who's on that Democratic ballot. Vice President and President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, U.S. Senate, uh, M.J. Hager, uh, U.S. Representative District 1, Hank Gilbert, and then we have that um, almighty Texas Supreme Court. And we see what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now with the Supreme Court. So let's make sure that our court system in Texas represents us and represents us well. The Chief Justice, Amy Clark Meacham, is running. Justice Place 6, Ching. Justice Place 7, Stacey Williams, we know who she is. We've had her on this show, and she may come in tonight. Justice Place 8, Gisela Triana. Then the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, Judge Place 3, Elizabeth Davis Frizzell. Judge Place 4, Tina Clinton. Judge Place 9, Brandon Birmingham. And then let's get on down to the School Board of Education. That is so important. And so in District 9, Brenda Davis, State Senator District 1, Audra Spankle, State District 5, Lawanda Prince. She has part of Smith County, but she lives in um, Mount Pleasant, yes. And then State Rep District 6, Julie Gobble. And then in Smith County, we have Commissioner Precinct 1, Peter Milne. He is actually an attorney here in the city. And then Commissioner Precinct 3, Laura Alexander. And Constable 1, Curtis Trailer. And then we get down to the nonpartisan race. As you know, I serve on city council here in Tyler. That is a nonpartisan race. So I'm stepping away from what I just said what I am and the party affiliation that I have. So now this is nonpartisan, the city of Tyler. We have Don Warren that's running for mayor. And then we have city council district two, Broderick McGee, then city council district four, Nick Piscina, and then city council district six, Brad Curtis. So that's our lineup right there. And so tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning, October the 13th, Begins early voting, that's Tuesday morning, 08 o'clock to 5 p.m. on tomorrow. So let's get out there and vote. And then we'll get you the layout of all the rest of the time for the next three weeks of what that schedule will look like. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna, for allowing me that opportunity. Now we're ready to get started with our show uh, for the evening. We're so excited to have some very special guests that may be coming in, but I know one. Uh, that's coming in, uh, and he's a Australian. I don't think we've ever had someone from Australia on our show, uh, but we're going to have that tonight, and it's going to be very exciting because we know 
that we're in COVID-19 and what's going on and just, oh, oh, judge, the judge, here comes the judge. See, I told you, my dear friend, the judge would probably come on. So we're going to open up and uh, get started and allow uh, Judge Stacey Williams, because we invited candidates to stop in, and we know that they campaign all during the day, plus they still work on their regular jobs. So let's go straight and bring in Judge Stacey Williams. And then Yay. we'll get back to talking. Yeah. Oh, first let's bring in our co-host. Hi, Mr. Arthur. How are you? That's what I was about you, to do. How are you doing, Mr. Arthur? Doing? I'm doing right. Yay. We're, yay. We're so excited. We're so excited about Judge Stacey Williams. So, Judge Stacey Williams, please come right in and share with us whatever it is you want us to know. And let me just tell you, Judge, I was so proud to put a circle beside your name, ma'am. How are you doing? Unmute your phones and come in and talk to us, Judge Stacy. Miss Rihanna, can you open up her line? Press one, Judge Stacy, and then we can talk to you. Okay. I think I think I've got them all open now. So if everyone can press mute okay. when they're not speaking. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Miss Rihanna. Yes. So, Judge, can you hear me hand? now? I can hear well, you. I just thank want to you, say thank you for inviting me on. And you know, this is um, really kind of a bittersweet moment because about what 18 months ago. Um, on Juneteenth, I came to Tyler, and that's where I basically started my campaign to get signatures on, um, on just signatures so I could get on the ballot. And then I visited Tyler many times, many times East Texas. Um, we did very well during the primary, and now I'm just looking forward to this election. You know, this election, is the, it really is the most critical election of our lifetime. It's our democracy. It's our state. It's our court. It's our government. And I just can't start to thank all of you and all the work that you all have done in East Texas. You've really, it's easy to be big and bad in a big town like Dallas, but it's more difficult to be a Democrat, you know, in East Texas. Um, and I just admire you all for your courage. Um, you all are just, you all are machines. I mean, you have done so much with voter um, getting voters registered and now getting them energized to vote. I know that we can make a change, and I know that I am a change agent. Um, I'm very proud. Just last week, I was the only Democratic candidate for the Texas Supreme Court to get the Houston Chronicle's endorsement. Houston Chronicle yeah. is you know, the largest newspaper in the state of Texas. I'm delighted by that, but I know that the battle is tough. Um, they're not going to give up power in any level of government. So it's so important that everyone get out and vote. And even if you don't know the name of the person, you haven't met them. Because like in statewide candidates, you're not going to get that opportunity. If they have a D by their name, that's going to be a vote for change. Um, and, of course, I want you to vote for Judge Stacy Williams. I'm from East Texas. You know I'm going to take those East Texas values with me to the Texas Supreme Court. And when you've got some of those kind of values, I can at least – Start writing dissenting opinions so they stop the craziness regarding vote by mail, evictions, and foreclosures. It goes on and on and on. Because right now, the Texas Supreme Court doesn't reflect what the state of Texas looks like or what the state of Texas thinks. And I am going to be that change agent, but I need your vote. Um, please don't forget Judge Stacy. I'm lucky enough, I'm near the top of the ballot, so after the presidential race, you'll have your congressional races, you'll have the railroad commissioner, 
and then it will start with the Texas Supreme Court. So I'm Judge Stacey Williams, Texas Supreme Court, and I bet you a billion dollars I'm the only Stacey on your ballot. <laughs> You're absolutely correct, uh, Judge Stacey. And we were so proud to. There were so many people wanted to represent your name tonight. Last tonight, tonight, yes. So uh-huh. you were. You got kudos all over the place. People were grabbing for your signs, and so it's just exciting for you to be on with us tonight, and for us to be able to have the opportunity to vote for the only Stacy. That's on that ballot. Twenty-one pages, and yeah, you're right up there, close to the top where you need to be. And I'll share with you, Judge, that I w- I attended an event on last Tuesday, and uh, two of those persons uh, that uh, that's already there that uh, was in the audience because I was at a Republican event, and oh. um, and and yes, and so I was very very proud to let that person know that I was about to cast my vote for Judge Stacey Williams. You're <laughs> so fearless. I, was, I love it. I am bold, I am bold Stacey Williams. <laughs> I love it. I do not bite I'm my sure you got a blank because, look. <laughs> yes. And let me just share with you, I don't bite my tongue because it hurts when I bite my tongue. So I am the straight shooter, and I let your opponent know. Uh, because they were badgering, and so I said, you know, to that person, well, I, we're talking about bringing us together, trying to work as a unit because we're the United States of America, but I hear everybody standing at this microphone badgering and talking about the other party, who I mm-hmm. happen to be in that party, which means when you're up there at the microphone badgering, that party, you're badgering me as well. Good. And so, uh, so we had a real great conversation, uh, and uh, I'm not sure how kindly that person took that conversation, but the smile, well, we couldn't tell we were smiling. I said, and I said to the person, but I'm smiling behind my mask as I'm saying this because I serve the United States of America, and this is not the country that I serve that I hear you all up there badgering and talking about citizens. We're all still American citizens. So thank you so much, Judge. We're not going to keep you on because I know you need to rest and relax and get ready. Are you kidding? So we just want- I have two more. <laughs> I have two more calls. Yeah. Two more calls I tonight. No sleep for the weary. I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. This is a very important election for me. It's an election yes. for the state of Texas. It's a vote for change. So I've got to do everything humanly possible. I can sleep on November 4th. There you go. I, I love I love that. And let me just tell everybody that Judge Stacey Williams, as she mentioned, hails from East Texas. We love her here in East Texas. Born born here, bred here for a short period of time. Her father was a dentist uh, there in uh, which city? Marshall, Texas. Marshall. Or, or Longview. Marshall. Okay, Marshall. Marshall. I was born Texas. in Longview because the hospitals were segregated. Exactly. So let me ask Stacey a question. What? Go ahead, Miss Arthur. How you doing, Stacey? How you doing? I'm fired up. <laughs> all right, all right. Ready to go. <laughs> I'm hey, ready to go. Hey, 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 Stacey, look, at the end of my term as NOSCB president here in Dallas, <clears throat> uh, the Supreme Court, uh, Texas State Supreme Court and the Appellate Court came to Dallas out at Paul Quinn and did a program with the black community leaders, uh, organizations and, and community uh, uh 
influencers. And so they and we spent a whole we spent about six hours with them when they went over implicit bias and so forth and so on. So I know they recognized all that. And so I want to know that uh, you know after you win, will you uh, again you know do do something similar that's proactive as far as trying to get uh, the courts to be more sensitive to uh, implicit bias and the whole uh, systemic racism system as far as, as far as the judicial system is concerned. Well, you know, the problem is that seminar was held in 2016. What has been done by the Texas Supreme Court since 2016? You can have all all the seminars you want. You can go to the black community and do all that you want. But if your appointments to various committees still look like River Oaks or Dallas Country Club, that seminar meant nothing. So what I'm going to do when I get on the Texas Supreme Court, I'm tired about talking. I've already put... Amy Clark, me to my chief on notice. I said, I'm not approving any appointments to these various committees until these appointments start reflecting um, the state of Texas. So I know I'm against having all these feel-good meetings, and I know Justice Heck mm-hmm. has it all over, but that was in 2016. What were the results? None. We've got Nothing. to stop business as usual. Very good. Very good. Very good. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Judge, for that, because you're right. Someone said to me, we, we didn't really sit down and have a real conversation about racism, because let me, can I share this with you, Judge, really fast before you go? Uh, right here in East Texas, a young Caucasian student, I think he was, uh, he's 13, maybe 12, no, 12, 12. And so he took, he went on to the uh, Instagram site, of one of his classmates' mother pulled his photograph off in different positions and said, slave for sale. This is a 12-year-old. Caucasian says, the black fella, slave for sale. And guess what? His Instagram name is slave for sale. Now, Instagram should have already taken that down. So the father, I mean, so yeah, the father, this is a hate crime, and you know where you should go for hate crimes, right? Did we did we direct them in the right direction? I mean, I know you can't talk about, you can't tell me one way or the other. Yes, so that's you need to report. You need to report everything. That's the only way you're going to shut this stuff down. Because we had in Dallas um, last week, um, one of the Democratic clubs, it got. I guess hacked into, they called me the N-word, my brother the N-word. Then they took over the meeting and were making anti-Semite comments. So um, the FBI and Dallas police have a copy of what happened, and um, it's going to get traced. But you can't sit back and say, oh, they're just, no, No. you mean business, and it needs to stop. Because you know something, Judge and, and Mr. Arthur and Ms. Round, that information came straight from that child's parents and his family yeah. members. He didn't just learn that on his own. He's been a he's a product of what his environment is, in my opinion. Okay. But, so, but anywho, I, all right. I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, that's Judge. Judge, tell us how we can go to your website if you need anything from us uh, before you go. Any donations or anything? Just tell us how we can find you, please, ma'am. <laughs> www.judgestacy.com and that's Stacy with an I. Okay, very good. Any social media anywhere? Just 
That's yeah, we're Facebook, um, Judge Stacey Williams for Texas Supreme Court. Twitter, Judge at Judge Stacy. Um, Instagram, mm, I'm not so sure about. <laughs> okay, no worries. Well, one thing that Judge said and that we have to focus on this is that our Texas Supreme Court and none of that, those jurists, they don't reflect what America looks like as far as women, as far as people of color, uh, or any of that. Uh, yeah, I know that we got uh, one young lady who's Hispanic on, but it does not refer. We have no African American to serve on any parts of that. So we appreciate you coming on, and uh, feel free to stay as long as you want, or drop us and go in and take a break and get ready for the next one because we're gonna we're gonna keep this going and just know that tomorrow morning we'll be pushing you all throughout. Oh, thank thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely, and we want to make sure that you, at the, it, yes, and at the end of early voting, we want to make sure that you have already won that election, Judge. Thank you so very much. God Hallelujah. bless you, and we wish you well. Bye now. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much, y'all. Thank have you, a great ma'am. Evening. You as well. Okay, Mr. Arthur, I was about to uh, bring to say that we have a very special guest that's going to be on with us uh, tonight, and so I want him to text me and let me know if he's already there. He was so excited he called in a, an hour early, and so I reminded him that uh, that our time frame is different. And so uh, his name is Bruce. So, Bruce, are you there? If you're there, I think your line is open uh, Let's see. Well, let me see. If Mr. Bruce, are you there? He said, yes, I'm on. So uh, good evening, uh, Mr. Bruce, and we want to welcome you to Marvelous Monday. Uh, you know who I am. And then, of course, my co-host, go ahead, co-host, and tell him who you are. Because this is good. This gentleman is really, really special because this is an Australian that, and, I, and wait, when I was talking to him, so he said, well, have you figured out? He called me. To, uh, to interview me and I turned that thing around and I brought him in so that he could be interviewed <laughs> but at any rate mm-hmm. so he says have you figured out where I'm from and so I said yes one of my favorite places Australia how are you doing Mr. Bruce <laughs> well thank you <laughs> so very much Dr. Shirley I, I hope it's all right I should call you Dr. Shirley <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Just call me for just call me for dinner, call me for lunch. You can call me whatever you want, but just call me when it's time to eat. <laughs> Actually, that's that's uh, that's one of my favourite sayings. Uh, I used to travel on aircraft a lot, and and the hostesses used to say, "Is that you, um, Bruce Smith?" And I said, "I can be whatever you want me to be, darling. Just uh, tell me where to sit." So it's uh, exactly. it's uh, one of those sorts of things. The accent is uh, certainly a plus. It's a dead giveaway, too. <laughs> it's great to have you on Marvelous Monday. We're, we're so excited to have you on tonight. And uh, I want you to meet our co-host, uh, Miss Rihanna, out of Kentucky. And uh, Mr. Arthur is out of Dallas, Texas. And as you know, I'm in Tyler, Texas, East Texas. But we're excited to have you on. So I want to, as you know, we're healthcare professionals. And so we're very interested in anything that we can do in order to help to solve COVID-19 or at least help us to be able to deal with it so that we can keep it from around us. And so if you can just open up, just introduce yourself and then tell us about your company and some of your products, please, Bruce. Thank you. Yes, yes, certainly. It's been a pleasure and thank you for having us. And uh, you're quite right. Uh, the, the conversation started with an interview from my side, but uh, you're obviously a little bit craftier than I am. 
So you've taken the lead, and now I'm on your show. But it's, uh, I'm very happy to be here and uh, very fond of Texas. I've been there many, many times, uh, and Dallas and San Antonio and, and Houston and, and all over, actually. So it's a, it's a great state. Um, so a little bit about us. So um, I'm the founder and CEO of ESC Brands. Uh, we're based here in North Carolina, so we've been uh, doing research and development here since 2008, and we've just started to enter the marketplace just recently. Uh, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about our history and how we actually got to be here. So believe it or not, uh, one of my hobbies was agriculture, and I used to do talking circuits in the Middle East, which is the MENA region, Middle East, North Africa, with the Australian government on food security. And one of my hobbies was creating perfect environments to grow food and proteins very, very fast. So we used to grow proteins from seed to harvest in about seven days in a waterless or very little water environment. And when you actually grow proteins in a perfect environment, you also grow very good mould and mildews. So back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that led us to some of the technologies that we use today for wounds, uh, uh, combating COVID, disinfectants, uh, all that sort of stuff. So that's, um, that's a little bit where it started in the late 90s, early 2000s. Any um, comments on that, Dr. Shirley? No, go that sounds good. And I'm sorry, actually, I lost you for a second, uh, and I think it's because somebody was trying to phone in on my phone. So did you tell the name of, of your company to us? Uh, yeah, the company is called ESC Brands. And sorry, that's a southern right. accent, uh, way down south. Sure. But uh, So we're in uh, North Carolina, and the our product range is MyShield, that's M-Y slash S-H-I-E-L-D, and it's available here in the States on Amazon and, and uh, on okay. web. And um, and we're actually lucky enough to uh, protect some of your national institutions, like uh, DFW uses our products in their, right. uh, on their buses, mass transit, San Antonio School District. So we'll talk a little bit about what the company does. Um, so for yeah. the last 10 or 15 years, we've been in disaster relief. Uh, that's been the passion and that's been uh, the philosophy of the company. How can we help? It's not all about making money. Sure, making money is good, but how can you help with some of our technologies? So um, we started coming to the U.S. after the Haiti earthquake. Uh, so we were down there and we sponsored two camps down there and, and uh, we're very proud to say that our two camps were the only two camps that didn't have cholera outbreaks. So that's mm -hmm. something that uh, is passionate for all the team here at ESC Brands and, you know, from the Pakistan floods to um, Ebola in Africa. So I spent time twice in Africa with Ebola, first with Doctors Without Borders and then with WHO. So they use our products underneath their suits as an extra protective layer, if you like. So a lot of our products are silicon-based, so they, they last a long time. So when you put it on, it will keep killing the Ebola virus, uh, uh, COVID, uh, whatever you like for extended periods of time. So that's the basis of the technology. Now, 
in addition, the right. silicones actually mm-hmm. make the technology safer. So most products lice the skin or flux through the skin, uh, so dermal absorption. These products actually sit on top of the skin, thus right. creating persistence. Um, so that's a, a little bit about the, the technology. So let's talk about the COVID. Obviously, that's the uh, the cash cry at the moment. So we've been exactly. doing extensive... Let me, but Bruce, let me ask you this before, because that is exactly where we... You have mentioned when we were talking, you said something about some of this product that we can wash our clothing with, that would be able to keep the COVID virus off of our off of us because of what was in the product that we wash our clothes with or do we spray? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, certainly. So, so okay. the whole philosophy of what we do is our, we believe in herd immunity. Okay, so that's what we believe in. Now, the only way yeah. that can be achieved safely is to lower the amount of virons. So if we talk about 10 viruses, we want to knock them down to one virus in any sort of environment. So the immune system has a chance to to beat it. So we've got a combination of products. We have a body spray. We have a hand sanitizer that's proven to kill COVID for four hours. So you you put it on your hands once, your children go to school, they put it on at lunchtime, that's still killing. Now, I want to say here in the United States, the FDA does not allow us to say that. However, in other countries, we do say it. Uh, the fact is, the test does not uh, lie. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Shirley. Yes. Shirley, could I ask him a question? Did I hear you say you believe in herd immunity? He yes. did. Could you explain to me what, uh, what does that mean to you? Uh, <laughs> what it means to me is that um, the community actually builds resistance up to the virus. Uh, so, in other words, um, we're exposed at low rates. Uh, um, I liken it to immunization. So let's take the polio virus, for example. We, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, let me ask you another question. Because you know, we know some countries that have tried that. Now, the stats say if we went to herd immunity, which is what Trump is talking about, we're talking about about 4 million people dying. Now, is that kind of herd yeah, immunity okay. you're talking about? No, 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 okay. no that's so not what he's very, very about. clear on this. Yeah, let's yeah. be very clear. Let him explain it. Yeah, we've got no, a no, let him lower, look at Mr. Arthur. We've so he got can a tell lower you what, the what? amount of the lower the amount of virons in the environment. Okay, so instead of instead of having a full blown virus exposure, we're exposed to one one hundredth of the virus. So the virus is always going to be floating around, but it's, a, it's in a, a right. small enough dose that we can, our immune system can defeat it. And, and that's what I'm talking about. So we believe that if you create an environment uh, to do that, so we have a product that you wash your clothes in, kills the virus, and it's been proven in the University of Alabama that if you wash your clothes today and then put it in your wardrobe 200 days later, it is killing the virus still. Okay, so we started testing this late last year. We have uh, testing done on the coronavirus family at the uh, University of Arizona on human hands, and that was the MERS virus. So we've done some serious testing. 
on virus. So, so the clothes, okay, so you wash your clothes in your conventional washing machine, your children go to school, their clothes are fighting the virus the whole time. They're not bringing the virus back into the home environment where there's more susceptible people in that environment. Now, that's just, the testing's just out of the University of Alabama, and as Professor Moriarty, who's been, she came out of retirement, she's been testing her products for five months straight, different products. So, so, so Mr. can I jump in for a second, uh, just a second? So, so, Mr. Arthur, what he's saying is that this herd immunity is killing the virus and not killing the people. Does that make yeah, sense yeah, but to you? Yeah, 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 no, understand what I'm saying. The people in America, they're understanding oh, herd that. immunity. It, it, it's not we what know. he's talking about. So I'm saying that okay. he needs to be more clear. He needs to be a little bit more. Well, he needs to be a little bit more clear. Trying to just, and that's what he's trying to about do. What he's that's saying. why he was talking about the study that they're doing at University of Alabama. Go, go yeah. ahead. That's why I wanted him to continue on so that you could hear the whole story. Uh, uh, go ahead. Okay. So, 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 so that's one. That's one product. Okay. So, in other words, we've we've lessened the amount of the virus that will come back into the home after your children go to school, mum and dad goes to work, and grandma and grandpa is not exposed to it's higher level of virus because you're already killing it. Your clothes are killing it the whole time. So not only that, your linens, uh, everything is treated with this stuff, and and uh, it's it's very affordable, um, applied in the wash. So that's one product. The hand sanitizer. Okay, so the children go to school, like mum and dad put the hand sanitizer on in the morning before they go, and then at lunchtime they put it on again, and it's lasting for four hours, and it's killing the virus for four hours on children's hands. Children will not wash their hands every five minutes to knock down the virus. They're going to touch each other, all those sorts of things. So once again, that particular product is lowering lowering the viral loading on the hands of the children and all the workers. So that's two. And then we have a surface product. Now, a surface product is the product they use in DFW. San Antonio School District uses it. And it lasts for 90 days, and it's got a 10-minute kill. Okay, so it's killing in 90 days at 99.5 log. So it's a, it's a log 2.5 or 99.5%. So it's exceptional at 90 days. Now, even with continual touching, we have data out that it's killing 99 at 14 days. So that means the door handle. You spray the door handle every 14 days, and that door handle continues to kill the virus even though people are touching it. Okay, so that's the trio of products that protect an environment. So if you treat the schoolroom or the work environment, that product continues to kill the virus for extended periods of time. Now, it kills it electromagnetically, so it is zapping the virus. Okay, so it, it's positively charged and the virus is negatively charged. It actually drags it to the surface and kills it on the surface. So we're dropping the viral loading. So let's say we've got 100 virons in one atmosphere. We're knocking them down to one viron, which is something that the body can cope with. The body will not cope with 100 virons or full exposure. And that's been proven here in the United States by mass transit workers, 
hospital workers, they've got very sick and they've died because they've got the full blast or the full dose of virons, of the COVID virons. Does that uh, make sense? Okay. Absolutely. Mr. Arthur, you have... Yes. Oh, Ms. Rihanna, you have you have a question? Oh, no. I, I think it's it's very interesting, um, the concept. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I want to look more into these studies. Yeah, it really does. And also, I appreciate um, the when Mr. Arthur asked to make the distinction uh, about what you mean by herd immunity, because listening to what you're talking about, it is not what's been in the media, that idea, uh, you know, of herd immunity. Um, What you're talking about is on a different level, like a a molecular level. It it is. It is. Herd immunity. If you look at it, it, we're, we're introducing a controlled exposure, the same as immunizing people. It's not like Sweden right. tried the full blast, the full blown. Didn't work there, well, the just, mortality rate was high. Okay. Now what we're well, doing, what we're saying is yeah, control it and uh introduce it slowly. In the environment. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Have Instead of among individual people. Right. Oh that's perfect. so that's perfect. fascinating. It's very. It is, and but but you know, here's here's also the issue, is that the, to listen to Trump, he really does not understand what uh, herd no. immunity means. Anyways, it, it all is saying is no. that a large portion of people become immune to a specific disease, not to kill them off, but to find ways, just as what Bruce is talking about, in order to keep them right. from dying and spreading the disease. What I would suggest is, uh, at the very least, you need to you need to drop that herd immunity because the because the political populace not sophisticated enough to know what you're talking about, what Trump talking about, and I'm saying that if, and, if, but, if you but what out, has to happen, but, but Mr. Arthur, let me finish what, what has saying to though, happen. Okay, go ahead. Let me finish what I'm saying. And I'm saying since we're not that sophisticated, I'm saying that. Need to let, let let us know whether what, what you're talking about is a defensive or offensive right. system, right? Just like you know, we're in the, like the black community. That's, that's a good we're word. The most, we, we're frontline workers and that type of thing. How does that system? Get about herd immunity. If that ain't what you're talking about, how does that system help me uh, in this position where you know I'm a frontline worker? You know, I'm that type of person. How do I use whatever it is you're talking about? I'm saying, and when you say herd immunity, then uh, you know the click, the click start happening. Folks start turning yeah. you off. Yeah. Okay. So this, um, just to delve into a little bit of the background of on who I am, and I, um, uh, I, I'm uh, got a African American girlfriend, and I, I'm blessed to have a, an African American son. Uh, so I, and she works in in healthcare here in North Carolina. So I, I'm very attuned to uh, the the whole process, the, the racism thing that we spoke about earlier, and you know it sickens me the the whole scenario. It really does. But we're talking about healthcare here, and and what we want to do, and what we have been doing is we're lowering your chance of having a full blast of the virus and reducing the amount of virus you're going to 
come in contact with. So in other words, your body should be able to cope with it. Now, we have a, a body spray that um, in some countries they have like a um, a race, you know, like a, a you know on the football field when footballers run out, they've got like a, a half race there that spray a body spray on top. Uh, going on the aircraft, off aircraft. So that's been designed specifically to gently kill COVID so we don't have inhalation issues. And so, in other words, if you if all the staff are walking into a, a hospital, they go through this mist-up and anything that's on them will be killed. Now, I, I want to be really, really, really clear about the safety of the product. So uh, compared to the majority of disinfectants out there in the marketplace, this stuff has a, an LD rating. So that's the uh, toxicology of the product. is similar as sugar. Now, we all know how bad sugar is for you, but on a scale of sugar to bleach and peroxide, it's, it's pretty safe. It's on the safe side. So in other words, <laughs> we've tried to design something that's pretty safe as well. Given the persistence, it doesn't have the dermal absorption. Now, and it's something that everyone hasn't cottoned on to. Is that a word we use here in the U.S.? Cotton? Cotton on to? Um, or we've, we haven't picked up Caught on, on to, is, yeah, cotton on to. <laughs> yeah, we're actually creating the next generation of superbugs because we're spraying 10 times the amount of disinfectant around. So we're forcing bacteria or superbugs to evolve. Okay, so we're creating monsters out there. Now, with the MyShield technologies, they are killing electromagnetically. So the bacteria or the virus doesn't know what's killing them. We change the surface tension or the magnetic polarity on a cell, and that's what kills it. Um, so that is the, the essence of the technology. So we're not going to create or promote the next generation of super virus or super bugs because we're killing them in a way they, I, I won't say can't because bacteria is pretty smart, but uh, they shouldn't be able to evolve uh, around in the short term. So, you know, that's part of the contribution. And, uh, you know, some of our, our technologies, for example, let's take the, uh, the laundry additive. Now, here in the United States, we have a lot of hard water. Now, hard water means... It, uh, it has a lot of um, uh, minerals in the water. Now, minerals can knock out a lot of uh, quaternions and disinfectants that makes them null and void. So we've actually made ours a softener. Now, we've done that for a reason. Um, the softener gets exposed to less hard water, so that means it's more likely to be successful in the wash in a, a problem area. Uh, so they're all the little things that we do as part of the science behind the product line. So it's just not something we've thought up uh, in the last six months. We've been working on this for 25 years, uh, and it's evolved to where we are now. Obviously, it's been uh, accelerated. Um, you, you know, we have some really cool products. We have uh, uh, wound wound products that uh, I don't know if you got to see any of those flyers, Dr. Shirley. On the wounds? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so what we're, we're curing incurable wounds and burns, and it's because the silicon actually puts a, a, an artificial skin over a wound and stops yeah. 
bacteria affecting it and allows the human body to heal itself. So things like that. And when you see the timelines to incurable wounds, um, and particularly diabetic uh, ulcers and things like that, it's just amazing stuff. And it's all complements of combination of silicons that, that we use. And we use conventional quaternions in with our silicons, and we do that for two reasons. One, we want a fast kill, which is a conventional kill. And two, it adds to our magnetic charge because they're positively charged. It actually helps us draw virus or microbe or microorganisms to the surface to assist in the killing process. Okay. This is the one thing I, I know Mr. Arthur wants you to eradicate that, just throw out that word, uh, herd immunity. But that actually is a medical term. Uh, and yes. what, is, what is confusing to people is the manner in which uh, 45 is using it. So I, I'm going to actually, Ms. Rihanna, while, while we continue to uh, talk to Mr. Bruce, I want you to, to pull up the word herd immunity because that word is not going anywhere. So what we're going to have to do is really educate, as Mr. Arthur said, the minute that people hear the word herd immunity, they immediately think about bunches of people getting COVID and dying, uh, dying out, that, that the 45 wants to get rid of a whole group of people, just herd them all in, put them together, let them get yeah. COVID, and then they die. Yeah. It's and that's a poor not really choice of words, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a yeah, poor, right. yeah, poor choice of words. Yeah. It's very confusing to people. And, and yeah, so right. what I tried to explain to people what herd immunity is. I said, that, that's not, just remember who's saying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. So, no, Well, let's just say that that word is being, is being used right now. And, misused. Uh, anybody misused. Try, and anybody is, anybody misused. is trying to use it. Yeah, anybody else trying to use it, it's not going to come out well. Being misused, uh, and that's why you got to let people know yeah, that the yeah, word is yeah, misused, yeah, it's been misused and not it's been used. misused. It's being misused right now, and anybody trying to use it in this misused period of time uh, will be misusing whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, they, they may yeah. not be effective right. in what they're trying to do. And you're right; you're absolutely uh, correct, Mr. Arthur. So, so then, considering that, Mr. Bruce. What do you what do you see that you can do, or somebody can do in order to educate people? We can start talking about it because we this is the first time really, as I can remember, on any of our shows, Miss Rihanna, that we have actually had a conversation on herd immunity. I don't think we talked about yeah. it very much, Mister Arthur. Think what so. about you? I don't think so either. And the only reason the reason why we're talking about it is because of Mister Bruce bringing this amazing information to mm-hmm. us, and we need to start talking about exact... Ms. Rihanna, do you have a definition of he, uh, herd immunity? If you can look that I word up. Have, I have pulled up the uh, Wikipedia on herd okay. immunity. It's um, also called herd effect, community immunity, population immunity, or social immunity, okay. and it's a form of indirect... It's not a form, it's several forms of indirect protection uh, from infectious disease that occurs when a sufficient percentage of the population has become immune 
to an infection. Yes. So the way that the yes. 45 is using it, he's saying um, he there is herd immunity um, on a larger scale where once everyone has uh, become infected with or gotten the, you know, has the antibodies, um, you know, like they've been infected and maybe they didn't get sick even or, you know, whatever the case may be, once once a certain percentage of a population, and it would have to be a smaller population for it to be safe um, to do it this way, uh, you know, then it's been introduced into the community enough that immunity can start building. He's That's what, what he's I'm, talking about, like for a, and, and a small saying, population. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying to the yeah, and what I'm saying to the guests is, what I'm asking him is, in the context of what you just said, Rihanna, uh, right. you know, what is what does your product do in the context of that? Uh, it, again, you know, what, what have you called herd immune or whatever? How does that fit in right. with that definition? Inst- well, instead of infecting, kill, instead of infecting people, it, 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 it inter- introduces the, the same virus into the into our population at a microscopic level so that we over time become immune because we're all exposed at a really small no, level. No, I'm asking him. No, 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 I'm asking him this question. I'm, I'm not asking. Oh, <laughs> I'm, asking oh him. I'm sorry. I, I was, I was just, yeah, yeah, I'm I was asking wondering him. if I heard him correctly. No, no, no okay, I wasn't asking you. Let us know. No, 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 I'm asking him. Are we wrong? I'm asking the guest. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm asking the guest. Within the context right. of that definition, what does his product or products do to protect me as a vulnerable population as far as context right. of what you call it herd immunity? So I'm just trying to you know, get clear about what you're saying. Okay, so, so I actually like the word about, I like the term population immunity and points very well yeah. taken because uh, mm-hmm. uh, given the fear out there at the moment and, you know, we're all waiting for the silver bullet, the the, um, uh, the solution, the the jab in the arm that'll uh, defeat the the virus. But it's probably at best going to be forty percent effective, and the virus is going to continue to mutate over time. And it's just going to be like the common cold. You know, you get the right. cold, bad one year, and and uh, you have your flu shots, and then the next year. Uh, you've got it full blown. This virus mm-hmm. and future viruses will be exactly the same. It is they evolve endlessly, and and the the war is getting bigger and bigger and bigger against microorganisms. So we've just got to face that yeah. fact. So yeah. so our philosophy is lower the viral or microorganism loadings in any given environment. So your body can adapt and, and combat what it's exposed to. And that's, in essence, the whole scheme of what we're talking about. So with the, with the combinations of using our products, uh, uh, social distancing is obviously a good thing. Masks, a lot of hospitals spray our body spray on their masks. So, you, you know, you're always touching your mask is... is um, the, the fact that you're touching your mask are good things, probably not, because you're touching the surface, you touch the door handle. So your mask right. actually needs to be killing as well. So a lot of hospitals use their body spray on the mask um, because it, it has persistence. So 
all those little things can actually lower the viral or the virons that your body's exposed to. So you're going to be safer in, in all your daily endeavours. And at the end of the day, we've got to get the economy kick-started in such a way that it's safe. Now, at the moment, it's not safe. We can't send our children to school safely. Um, parents can't go to work because they're taking care of the children. So we're going to catch 22 everywhere we go. So we actually have to look at this in a really methodical manner um, and lower the virons in any environment to make it safer to get everybody back. Now, this is going to take a little while, and I think that should be in conjunction. This is a one- or two-year exercise in conjunction with uh, with the immunisation shot, um, the viral, lowering the viral loading in any environment, and safer practices, you know, social distancing and things like that. So it's all got to go hand in hand until such time as the population has built up an immunity to a level that uh, they can go about safely in their day-to-day processes. Does that make sense? It does to me. What about you, Miss Arthur? Uh... Well, he pretty much answered it. Well, what I see from my talking with you, Bruce, and understanding and understanding the word herd immunity and what that means medically. I, let, let me let me just throw this in, and then I'll go and complete the statement that I'm about to make. Today, the entire football team at the high school, one of the high schools, were sent home for two weeks because all of them are affected. If if their locker rooms were cleaned out with all of these supplies that we're talking about, if we could spray this product on their clothing and do all these things that Bruce is telling us that helps to aid in killing COVID-19, our students would not be those, all of those football players would not be sent home for two weeks. Now, what I understand this product to mean is that that it's killing the herd that they're talking about killing, the herd immunity or the population immunity, is, the, the, is to kill the spread of the disease, the bacteria that's floating around out there. That's that's what this product is trying to kill. That's the herd that it wants to kill off, in my from the way that I understand it. Not a population of people, even though the term they're using population uh, immunity as well. Uh, but but in my my eyesight, from just knowing the me- what the medical term means. It, it, it's stopping the spread of the, Z, the, the disease from person to person. The, um, the likelihood of all of us, of so many people getting it, they won't get it because they become immune for whatever reason. Either they actually got the disease or they even got a vaccination to prevent the infection of the disease. Am I on, am I on track a little bit, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, so, so you're exactly right. So the, the football team, okay, it would be highly probable 
that they may have a couple of irons on their system. They wouldn't even notice the difference. They're bringing those couple of irons into the home environment. Their family won't know the difference. And then all of a sudden, that family and their football team have built up the antibodies without becoming sick. And that is the trick. Lower it down. So so what we're doing at the moment, we're creating the problem. So that whole football team have gone home with the virus. And they're probably infecting their homes and their parents and their their grandparents. And that is the problem. It's when your children go to school and they come back home. They're infecting grandma and grandpa because they they can't help hugging their grandchildren and things like that. That's what's killing us. And if your children go to school and they're not bringing home high levels of the virus, it's highly probable that everyone in the home environment will be safer. And no one can guarantee they'll be 100% safe, but they will be safer, and I can guarantee that. The fact is that the clothes will continue killing the virus. Exactly. So uh, there's any people in America. Did you tell me that somebody in America already is using this product? Did you mention Dallas Transit System or some disaster relief? DFW uses it. Yes, they use it. Uh, The San Antonio School District uh, uses a couple of products. I don't know which ones yet. Some major airlines around the world use the products. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's it's starting to catch on. We're, We're working closely with the EPA at the moment, um, because they don't, the EPA doesn't have persistence protocols, uh, nor does the FDA. So, in other words, if I say a hand sanitizer lasts for four hours, they don't have a protocol for it. They do in Canada and they do in Europe. So right. we claim in other countries, but not here. So what do we what do we need to do in order for somebody to use some samples of this or get it into our areas. How does how does that work? What what should okay. we do? Okay, so the uh, the product's readily available on on Amazon. There's quite a few distributors uh, cropping up around the United States. There's quite a few in in um, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Um, You'll find it online, websites, um, escbrands.com. Um, you can buy it online. And it will soon be available in some of the grocery uh, grocery store chains, uh, I would say, early next year. And we make... Um, and, and the key component is what we call Zetracil. So Zetricil. Now... Right. I want I want to liken this. This is a combination of conventional quaternions, which we use to kill bugs every day, and silicones. Mm-hmm. So we combine them together. So there's actually three major components that, that form the formula. Now, I'd liken it to the HIV drug solution. Now, okay. there was three major drugs that was the solution to HIV, and every one of them used singly was poorly effective. But when they were combined, it's what we call a synergistical effect. So in other words, when they were combined, they were very effective. Similarly with this technology. So when you combine all these compounds together, we actually create a magnetic charge. And believe it or not, 
when you spray this stuff on a wall, it's creating nine millivolts of charge for extended periods of time, and that is what's killing the bacteria. So it's the electronic charge that's doing the job. So be very careful that anything that doesn't have zetracil in it will not perform at the levels this product performs at. Now, just recently there was um, American Airlines introduced a product that was claiming longevity against the virus. Um, now, it was given a temporary approval by the state EPA. Um, I think it was called Bioscience Laboratories there. I think you're in Dallas. Anyway, so the virus has to sit still on the surface for two hours for it to die. Now, anyone who knows okay. anything about viruses, you open the door right. and they're gone. So our products, or Zetracil-based products, kill in less than 10 minutes. So that was designed for the EPA, which is their standard protocol for virus. So everything we've been doing for the last 10 years is to teach the EPA and have a protocol to claim the longevity that they are, they are happy with and they accept. Um, so we've got uh, quite a lot of uh, state, uh, sorry, federal senators involved in lobbying the EPA. Uh, so we've, we've got quite a conservative effort to have these products um, right out there in everyone's face so they can see what's happening. Uh, a lot of places use them now. We we do sell the products as cleaners today. Um, we do have 25 products registered with the FDA, so the FDA products are all registered. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's really a, a system to lower virus uh, populations right. in any particular environment. In essence, is what we're doing. Right. Ms. Rihanna, I think you have a question of Mr. Booth. Yeah, Rihanna, I don't um, know if you yeah. have. Go ahead. Have there have there been, or maybe I missed this, uh, and if so, I'm sorry. Um, have there been, or will there be, or need to be human trials to see how, if there's direct contact between this product and humans, how humans are affected by this? Have you already done those trials, or do you need to do yeah, those? Yeah, no, we've done them for every one of the products. So we've done full toxicology studies, so they call them six-pack challenge studies. So we've done inhalation, oh, okay. dermal effects uh, on all the products. So, um, And that's all part of the, uh, the EPA and FDA process um, and, you know, for approvals for Health Canada and also the EU. Um, and that's where I've come up with the... Uh, stated the fact that the toxicology is equivalent to sugar uh, and that's where it comes from. Uh, so the LD50 rating is equivalent to sugar. So it, it's it's pretty safe. Now, what's extremely important to note is that when you put alcohol hand sanitizer or any non-alcohol quat-based hand sanitizer on your skin, it is fluxing through the skin into your bloodstream. Okay, so... If you're not using Zetracil products, which is our products, soap and water is your next best option. Do not use alcohol unless it's uh, compulsory, which healthcare workers have to. Um, it's a problem in creating a problem. Now, there's a lot of um, quat alcohol-based formulas out there. That's dragging quaternions and alcohol straight in the bloodstream, which is not good for you. So we're actually creating other issues, 
health issues with uh, our um, obsession with using hand sanitizers where most times soap and water is as good a solution as any and, and I'm being 100% frank. And are some of those so, issues that you're talking about resistance issues? Like we, we are, we're doing the opposite of what you're trying to do when we use, overuse hand sanitizers and alcohol? Is that, am I getting that yes. right? Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. And it's a known fact. It's uh, like we create um, uh, super bugs all the time. And, you know, um, let's take a, right. a, I know both of you guys are uh, um, from the medical fraternity. Let's take uh, urinary tract infection. You know, um, we're mm-hmm. actually creating such a, a monster that, uh, that's resistant to everything that so we can't do anything about it, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And the more of right. this, uh, the products we're spraying around at the moment is only adding to the issues. I agree. <laughs> so let me ask you this right. uh, question, Mr. Bruce. Are, are you having a difficult time in getting these products out? Uh, I think you mentioned that they're not, uh, approved by our EPA, it, but you say that some people are using them. Um, yes. Are you having a hard okay, time? So, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so um, the uh, the FDA registration. I mean, the FDA, uh, are, yeah. Or all in, no, they're all in place. FDA is okay. So they're registered. Okay. They have uh, NDC numbers. Um, so, okay, so they're good. all in place. Now okay, the good. EPA products, we we have we have ongoing meetings with the EPA for some year and a half now. So trying to agree on protocols, what's got to be done okay. for persistent claims, all those sorts of things. So they've they've been uh, sure. they've been very helpful the EPA and and you know they haven't bent over backwards to help anybody at the moment. I don't expect they will now. Now here in the United States. You can sell a product as a cleaner, but you can't have any claims on it. You can't say it does anything. Okay, so that's sure. what you can legally do. Um, we've had so many places testing the product that they will not be without the product now. And I'm talking the biggest hospital chain in the United States, the biggest airport in the United States, um, sure. the biggest food processing plant in the United States all use Zetracil-based technologies to underpin their defense against COVID. Okay. And some of them were closed down with COVID issues, food manufacturing, we could probably guess who they are. Um, sure. And they have not had a issue, I quote, a issue in two facilities since they've been using Zetracil. So how can we get some of your uh, samples or some of the – well, you did say we have to go on Amazon. Yeah, order no, to, we, to we're order. happy to say, yeah, you can order them online. We're happy to send samples. No, no problem at all. Yeah, I'd love to get some samples of, uh, of some of the products so that I can present some of these things to, uh, to the city, present to the public school system. And yeah. uh, just let people know. Every school should be using them because it's safe for the children. They can use it on their hands. Yeah. And one thing you'll learn when you use the product, 
is that your hands become softer and softer, and that's complements of the silicon coat on your hands. So it stops water absorption. It stops your hands okay. drying and cracking. It actually feels like a lotion when you put it on. Okay, so okay. we did some major hospital trials, and it took extended period of time because nurses from other wards were coming in and stealing the product from the wards from the right? trials. Yeah, <laughs> they just love it. So um, people won't go without it. And once you start using it, it's um, your hands become softer and softer, your skin condition, you know, uh, uh, all these skin ailments improve dramatically from the ill effects of uh, alcohol, hand sanitizers or skin conditioners. So has someone reached out to Dr. Fossey yet? Uh, I know that you're working uh, with the Congress or with some people in Washington, D.C. Is, is Dr. Fossey a part of this uh, No, no he's, he, he's, he's not yet. Um, we've got uh, Professor Moriarty at the University of Alabama okay. now. For those, yeah. uh, to, just I want you to Google search who she is. She is a legend. I remember that. Just have, a, have a quick search, and it's a University Alabama Huntsville, and just see her name. She came out of retirement when she heard about us, and she is been working tirelessly day and night uh, testing our products. Now she was the sole survivor of the Huntsville University massacre, and she wrestled okay. the gunman. Down uh, there was uh, I don't know whether it was eight or nine but anyway she's a worldwide legend and extremely humble she uh, she won't do any interviews but she she'll um, she come out of retirement to help us and help this cause because this is what she wants to do she sees that we can actually make a real difference and save so many American lives and and lives around the world we're actually employing Americans here we make. Um, the silicon's here um, and will eventually, in the short term, be making all the products here and then exporting them. Uh, we have uh, borders around the world. So we're generating employment and saving lives. So a pretty big deal. Okay. Well, we feel pretty special here in East Texas and on Marvelous Monday to be able to find out about this. I believe we're the first probably in East Texas uh, that you've reached out to to uh, educate us on your products. And I, I look forward to uh, actually getting some of these products so that we'd like, to, we'd like to use your samples before we start pushing and knowing so that we can see is nothing like uh, being able to talk about a product that you have experienced and you know it to, to work just as you, not that we doubt your word at all, but it's nothing like trying the products for yourself. This is really could, this is really outstanding. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, I'd like to make this offer any time. If you'd like to um, ring up and, and have me on to have a chat with your listeners, I'd be, um, you know, it's very very yeah, welcome. We, I'd, I'd um, enjoy that. Well, I, I think we'll we'll continue this conversation with you on. Even though we'll we'll be talking a lot about. Uh, election time but, but we can talk a little bit more about this on Thursday the more that we can get it out uh, to our public and the population I think the better because I'm I'm for trying whatever we can in order to slow the mitigation of this COVID-19 because it's, it's that's, that's wrecking what we've got to do. our lives yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yes. it is. It is. Uh, you know, I um, I, I, I really feel for uh, teenagers and that going on their first dates and things like that. I said, I'm, I'm glad I'm an old man sometimes because <laughs> I, I, I really struggle with how it is for them That's at the right. moment. But, uh, That's yeah. right. All right. Well, I uh, think that... anytime, please. Yes, we will make sure that uh, we're not running you away. I'm, I'm just saying... Uh, we we just we want to continue this conversation so that we can help to work out. Mr. Arthur, do you have do you have any comments? Any other questions or suggestions? No. Because it's a great suggestion that you made in regards to the herd part. Go ahead. I just want to thank you for coming uh, coming in and just uh, just having as you go forward. Uh, you know, and try to clarify and try to put your message in the context of how it can help uh, our community. So that they can know, you know, the basic benefits of what you're talking about. That's all I'm saying. So it's kind of, I would just suggest you clarify a little bit uh, clearer. That's all I'm saying. No, but, but, but point point taken, and and uh, I um I think is a, a quite a valid point because at the end of the day, there's so much, um, so so many communities are frightened. Um, we don't want to be adding to the to the scare in the community. So I think the the better or the more sensitive that can be explained is certainly a benefit. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. Well, listen, it's been great uh, having you on and listening to uh, to this, learning more and more and more, uh, even past the conversations that we've had. I've, I've been enlightened uh, with what all that you have to say about it because we're looking for we're certainly looking for some treatments and and some whatever that we can find in order to uh, to help to alleviate uh, this this COVID. As you mentioned, and and I'm glad that we're having this discussion because uh, I think it was Miss Rihanna or Mr. Arthur one brought out the fact that this is flu season, and and we know that every single year uh, we may have a different strand of flu, uh, just as COVID COVID is not. A new new thing for us. We've had Mars and SARS, and we've had Ebola. All of those fit in under uh, coronaviruses, and so um, so we're encouraging people to take your flu shot because even even if uh, you end up with COVID and you've had flu shot, uh, it, it with this being flu season, it certainly helps. Uh, to make it a lot easier on a person. And because, uh, Mr. Bruce, sometimes you hear people say, well, I took the flu shot and, I, and it gave me the flu. Well, it's a live virus that they inject into you. You have to remember that. Uh, so it's exactly. trying to help that body to become immune. But you certainly will have an easier time uh, if you end up with the flu. Your, your symptoms will be really mild if you actually took that flu shot in comparison to if you didn't take that flu shot, uh, then you could become very ill, uh, very ill to the point that some people have actually died from, from flu. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, so when we lose yeah, um, 50,000 yes. 50, people a year to flu here in the United States. Yes. So flu is mm-hmm. a, a big problem. And, and uh, just for all your listeners, be mindful the flu shot is not all the, um, the COVID uh, vaccination is not the be-all, end-all solution. It is probably going to be 40% at best, um, and it'll change as years go by. But 40% is better than nothing, and will it help? Absolutely, yeah. it'll help. Um, so Absolutely. I also encourage the listeners to take the 
flu shot and the COVID vaccination. It's, uh, you know, you've got to get a head start on, on these viruses because they're pretty tough and, and they keep evolving. So it's uh, 100% good advice. Right. And then a lot of the people, too, that we want to bring this out, uh, because this obviously has affected the people who ended up with COVID. Uh, a lot of the people have pre-existing conditions. They have other illnesses and other issues that causes that flu to work more detrimental uh, to their bodies. You know, if they're uh, diabetic, if they have hypertension, if they have cancer, if they have a lot of these other illnesses, heart disease, and so forth and so on, uh, that would cause them to have a really difficult time that even caused them to lose their lives uh, because of the flu. That flu sometimes is just a, another underlying issue to the, uh, to the primary issues they have that they're being treated for. So we have to keep that in mind as well. And same with, with the COVID-19. A lot of people lost their lives because of other issues that they may have had uh, that, that may be very difficult uh, for them to survive. Correct. That's all I have, Ms. Rihanna. Yes, I don't know if you have any other questions, Ms. Rihanna. It's just certainly been a pleasure to have uh, to have Mr. Bruce on with us. We're not rushing him away. He didn't have to leave at all. As a matter of fact, he could join in with the re- – oh, Mr. Danny Walker is on the line. So uh, come in, Mr. Danny Walker. Uh, Mr. Bruce will introduce you to Mr. Danny Walker. I actually am on his uh, show um, – WGLRO out of Baltimore, Maryland on Wednesday mornings, and he may have something that he wants to ask of you. He may have been listening in on this conversation. And Mr. Walker, I don't know if you have been, but if you are, say hello to uh, Mr. Bruce from Australia. Mr. Walker? Is this line open, Ms. Rihanna? Uh, hello, Mr. Bruce from Australia. Yeah. Good evening, sir. I, I, I'm catching. I came on in on the tail end of the conversation, so I just have to digress, sit back, and continue to listen. I'm, yes, I'm sorry, but uh, Mr. Mr. Bruce, just to give you a, a snippet, uh, he has some products, uh, Mr. Donnie, that would help to uh, eradicate. And, and mitigate uh, COVID-19. And he reached out to me, and he, I'm, he was supposed to be interviewing me on what's going on in America, and I turned the, t- the tides on him, and I brought him on to interview, interview <laughs> him so that he could tell us more about his product. You can tell him the name of your company, uh, Mr. Bruce, and uh, any little snippets. We don't, we're not going to have you to go over everything uh, because uh, eventually maybe we'll bring you on the Danny Walker Morning Show, and it's called Wellness Wednesday. And, and so I hope that co-host along with Mr. Walker on Wednesday morning. Oh, well, that would be a pleasure. Well, well sir, the, uh, the name of our company is ESC Brands. Uh, we're located in um, North Carolina. We have uh, research facilities in Greensboro. And we have uh, warehousing in uh, Lexington, North Carolina, and also Ontario in um, California. So we uh, we make um, lots of disinfectant sanitizers and um, wound care products, and we use silicon technologies, and they're all based around a proprietary Zetrasil formulation. And in essence, it's safer than what's being used out there at the moment, and it has persistence. So 
hand sanitizer lasts four hours, laundry product lasts 200 days, and the surface product lasts 90 days. Uh, one application. So, and proven to kill COVID uh, at, at high log reductions or high percentage kills, uh, all proven with uh, universities and or the uh, US-based laboratories. So, Mr. Danny, you have to go on and, and, and pull that up and read more about uh, their products. And uh, I, I shared with him about the football team uh, here in our city that the entire team was sent home uh, for two weeks in, in quarantine because of COVID-19. And so, uh, and I said to him, anything that we can find to kill the spread of these germs, the bacteria, the viruses, and all these different organisms that we continue to uh, to have to deal with on an ongoing basis. And the sooner that we know about uh, the organisms that are growing and, and the new flu and whatever uh, comes our way and now the COVID-19, and, and people are working really hard out there every single day uh, to uh, to try to mitigate this, and so we thank Mr. Bruce for for being on and reaching out to me, and and I'm still going to be interviewed by him. We're still going to set that all up, and we'll let everybody know, Mr. Bruce, once we get we put that all together and and make it happen. It sounds <laughs> sounds, sounds wonderful. Well, uh, yeah. I would uh, like to thank all the listeners, listeners and the um, the uh, hosts uh, for their time and their incentive. Uh, um, attention to listening to my tale um, and I hope uh, in the future that we can save many, many lives here in America and around the world. Yes, thank you so much. God bless you and we'll be talking to you very soon. Thank you. Good night all. Yes, good night. So, okay, good night. well, guys, we're going to go. We thank Mr. Bruce so much. That was very informative. Uh, and uh, I, I just I, I thank him so much for I, I don't even know how he found out about me I forgot to ask him or maybe he told me and I just just let it go over my head. Uh, you were a famous. Called. You were a famous. You were a famous. Oh, you think? Stop! Stop! <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I don't know how he found me, but he found me. But at any rate, he said that. that there's some more people that uh, in some other states that told him about me. But anywho, that's that. So so now let's see. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we were going to. We know that this is election time. Uh, we've been out there all day long putting out signs. We, we're all set and ready to go. We have all the snacks and the waters and the goodies that we're going to be lined up out there at the Heritage Building on tomorrow morning. Um, We'll be out there about seven fifteen, seven thirty to set our tables up and and put all of our signs out. We put out a lot of signs today, but but the, but a couple of things that I really wanted us to focus on, and we actually have focused on pretty good with this COVID nineteen because so that was going to be our ending thing. But let's talk about. Uh, I think we had something going on on the television today. SCOTUS was going on. Uh, we heard Senator Harris's. Uh, a comment while we were in the car, we heard, um, we heard, uh, what's my guy's name? Why did I draw a blank out of New Jersey? How could I ever do that? Cory Booker. Uh, we heard he, he had a powerful uh, presentation, and so they were talking about packing the courts. 
And so let's talk a little bit about what that actually means. And so what was very interesting to me, guys, is that they were jumping, the, 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 Demo- the Republicans were jumping all over uh, the Democrats about packing the courts. But no one, absolutely no That's one rich. ever brought out the fact that, that, that Trump has placed 300, and I think they said 350 judges across the country. Now, that's what I call packing it. And they were all, they are all Republican judges. There's, there, he just has not placed any balance. And then how about this? There was no people of color. And, Ms. Rihanna, you could check it out to make sure that my numbers are correct. Uh, but I know, let me just tell yes. you unequivocally that I do know that it is a large number of jurists that he has placed in various courts throughout this country, and not one of them has been an African-American. So that's not what our country looks okay. like. Let's talk a little bit about that. Ms. Rihanna, we'll start with you if you'd like. Well, <laughs> President Obama, when President Obama left office, a fact um, was that there was a record number of judicial appointments, uh, judicial vacancies, and that's because uh, Mitch McConnell spent his time for six years unpacking the court so that Republicans could then turn around and pack the courts with Republican-appointed justices. This, this term, packing the courts, is something – it's a term that Republicans made up to scare their voters. Oh, the, they're going to pack the courts with all these liberal activist judges. And what do important point on the view today that I would just like to echo. If it weren't for those so-called activist judges, people of color, women, uh, non-land-owning people, Americans, wouldn't have the right to vote. So, you know, these terms that they throw around, activist judges and packing the court, it's always either projection or scare tactics or both. Uh, So there's that. And also, Mitch McConnell, his entire thing, he he is not interested in governing at all. His thing, his bread and butter, is doing sweetheart deals for huge lobbyists uh, and Kentucky big business and the judiciary, figuring out a way for minority rule for a generation. And that's what he's been working on, not allowing President Obama to, uh, to appoint uh, judges at a record high level, um, and then turning around as soon as Trump gets in office and shoving a record number, hundreds of many times unqualified uh, judicial appointments that are lifetime appointments, very young uh, white males mostly um, into these lifetime appointments. And then of course we have the stolen uh, seat that Neil Gorsuch, no, yeah, that Neil Gorsuch sits in that belonged to Merrick Garland. Um, And now um, the seat that they're about to take, uh, that they were ready to, they they announced, uh, I believe it was 90 minutes after uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Yes. They were talking yes. about Mitch McConnell signaled that he was going to fill that seat and, and rush this yes. appointment through. And three days later, Donald Trump announced who he would 
uh, nominate. And so, you know, packing the court is what they're doing right now. So whenever they accuse anyone else or ask Joe Biden, whenever the media always takes the bait, too, they're asking Joe Biden his opinion on packing the court. He's not packing anything. The question needs to go to these Republicans who are currently packing the court and have been for years. Very good. And that, you, you would think that he was already there and he's working to, toward appointing someone, or you would think he's in the Senate still uh, and that right. he's getting ready to vote to put someone in office. No, he's not in either one of those offices yet. And so, therefore, right. he cannot pack the court. They're packing the court, as you said. Yes. They have their full debate, right, today. I mean, some yeah. of them did not even show back up. They had to come on Zoom. We, of course, we know uh, Senator Harris is out campaigning, but uh, but our guy out of Texas, Ted Cruz, he was on Zoom. <sighs> he didn't show back up. He didn't show up. Uh, Cornyn did show, but um, but there's the, the ones one with COVID like, showed Trump up. Trump is already <laughs> without masks. There you go, without masks. And, and and tonight, right? I, I believe Trump is back out there. Did we find out if he took a COVID oh, test and said whether he, whether he was positive? Again? We all never know. Uh, right. It, right. What, what they say and what we know uh, to be true are two yeah, totally two different things. Two yes, different they things. said that he got a. Yeah, they said he got a positive COVID. His his quote unquote doctor said that he got a quote unquote positive COVID test. But, you know, anybody, it's anybody's guess as to whether or not that's actually true. And he was clearly still roided up because he was acting like a, a macho lunatic, talking about kissing women and in the audience. And just <laughs> he is swirling the bottom of the, that toilet bowl Bell. slowly <laughs> and painfully. Painfully is correct. So, Mr. Uh, Arthur, then, what are your thoughts about uh, – what is her name? Barrett, I think. Mm-hmm. Judge Amy. Amy COVID Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, oh, we need to look at this. We need to look at this nomination context of the third iteration of the Civil War. This is a Civil War mm-hmm. we in. Yeah. Except for, yeah. except for North versus South, now this time conservative versus liberal, quote, you know, so that's how they're doing it now. The same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so in the context of that, you know, in war you do whatever you have to do to win. Now, if they, now it's going to come down to have Democrats finally learn they left it. If they go right. ahead and force this woman in, if the Democrats don't, don't expand that Supreme Court to undo that you know that injustice, then they're gonna deserve whatever they get. That's all I gotta say. That's right. That's right. Wow. Absolutely well, well, right. Here, here's exactly. And Mr. Donnie Walker, you can join in at any point in time that you like. But here's what what I want to bring out. No one is saying that that uh, Judge Barrett is not smart. That she probably could not handle the job. That's not the issue. The issue is that they're deciding to cram this down uh, people's throats when so many people have already voted and that it should not be a rush job. And this is exactly what they're trying to do, a rush to push her in, 
so that she can get rid of Roe versus Wade? Is that the big right? Is that that's what's well, at and the, the table, Affordable right? Care Act. The Affordable, the Affordable Care Act. Care. About nine days after election, voting that's right. on the docket. Voting rights. Voting rights. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's so this is the whole the whole enchilada. Like it's all Dark on the table politics. with her. Yes. Dark she money has, and politics. She has that's very right. clearly signaled that she she uses all the buzzwords that make it really obvious why she was picked. Um, right. Like it's so obvious. She the the buzzwords that she uses about all of these issues and it, it, the things that she has explicitly come out and written about the Affordable Care Act. Um, like <laughs> we're in for a, a world of hurting. Um, yeah. If this is shoved through, which it's going to be, and Democrats don't expand the court, which, by the way, I just want a fun fact for everybody. It's not unprecedented to expand the court. The number of justices um, that sit on the Supreme Court has changed, I think, seven times. There have been 17 yeah. at one time. It's not, there's That's no precedent right. or law that says that we have wow. to have X amount of justices on that court. So no, when they start whining true. about it, you know, if Democrats do the right thing and expand it, we're going to hear a lot of whining. Just remember, they're lying if they say there's some rule or hard, you know, set in stone law about the size of that court. Good point, Luciana. Thanks for bringing that out. Absolutely. Yes, well, let me tell you what. We talked about the affordable health care on the ballot. We talked about voters' rights on the ballot. We talked about dark money on the ballot. We talked about voter suppression. Let's talk about something. I yeah. want Mr. Danny Walker to share. Uh, he doesn't have to call out any names or anything uh, because I think that racism is on that ballot as well. And so I, I yeah. told Mr. Danny Walker that I uh, that racism has always been there and has never left uh, because some people say we need to stop talking about racism. And 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 then Mr. Walker said we never really had a real conversation. That's about right. racism and the reason why we re- have not really had a real conversation is because everybody keeps shoving it under the rug. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to face it. And so, Mr. Walker, can you share with us uh, what happened in one of our school districts in East Texas? Um, <clears throat> without mentioning any names. Without calling names. Yeah, we don't want any names. Okay, um, I'm going to try and do the best way I can. Um, okay. Yesterday, um, probably about 4 o'clock, I happened to be on social media over on Facebook, and um, I seen a post from one of our dearest friends. And um, what happened was she has two children, and they attend school in East Texas, and um, she has a boy and a girl, and one of his classmates went over to his mother's page, our friend, went over to her page and took two, two pictures. And one was a picture where he had just had gotten a haircut, and there was three different, he used three different views of his new haircut. And the other picture was him in the track uniform. Well, the classmate took the picture, and he wrote on the top of the picture, slave for sale. Uh, these are fourteen. Yeah, these are four. These are these are junior high school children. Um, 
And he said, um, the offer stands now at $1,500. Um, these are three views of the slave. And the next picture says, um, this, this sale um, offer ends um, November the 1st. He just said reduced price. It went from one thousand. It went from fifteen hundred dollars to one thousand dollars. Um, slave for sale. That's the caption. And the username is slave. His username. He even used the name slave for sale. This is what kids are being taught now. Um, children live what they learn. They live what they learn. It's so a very see, family. that's why I, I wanted us to see and hear how racism still exists in this country, and our students, our children, are, are carrying it on simply because they're products of their environment. They're they're carrying on what they see and what they've heard and what they know. Absolutely. And and, and the, the parent, okay, and I'll bring you back, Mr. Daniel. But the parents must, we as parents, we as grandparents, we have got to put a stop to it. But what I said is, and Ms. Rihanna has said this many times, that it's people like Ms. Rihanna of the Caucasian persuasion that has to work to stop this racism because it's coming from the home. Right. Go ahead, Mr. Yes, and Ms. Rihanna, we're going to bring you in next, but go ahead, Mr. Dunny. I think you had something else that you wanted to say. I mean, it's just, and you and I have talked about this, Dr. McKellar, this, um, nothing changed. People, nothing, nothing changed. I, people, um, for a few years I heard, oh, everything's times have changed. People, it's better. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I grew up in this. I'm a product of busing. I was bused to one of the all. I was bused to an all-white high school back in the '70s. Okay, the first day off the bus, I don't have to see. Remember the Titans. The first day off the bus, they told me to go back to Africa. This hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is now social media, camera phones. It was never talked about properly. It's worse now. It's worse now. It's far worse now than it was back back when I was coming up. I never had any policeman, black or white, pull a gun on me. Never. Never in my life. Never. It was rough going into the high school at the tender age of 14, 15, but by the time we were seniors, we were all friends. And I just still out there on social media to this day shaking their heads. No time. It's gotten worse. We have allowed this to happen because we have never had open, honest discussions about racism and hatred and bigotry and sexism. Another soldier came up missing the day at Fort Hood, Texas. We're not having these discussions. It's painful. It's painful. I just left from Amsterdam. I was there for 30 days. They don't see black and white across the water. No, they don't. No, they don't. They're way past that. It's a huge law in effect across the water if you even 
speak bad about Jewish brothers and sisters over there. It hasn't changed. I fail to differ. Prove me wrong. Prove, please prove me wrong. How has yes. it changed? Prove me wrong, please. Yeah. A 14-year-old, <laughs> two 14-year-olds, slave for sale? Seriously? Yeah. Okay, and, and can I just say this? Can I say this about that though? You, you know, I mean, uh, 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 you know, like we, you know, we 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 are moving forward. It sure don't seem like sometimes, but you know, we yeah. know that the, you know this been real for a long time. It ain't like I mean, like I refuse to play like I'm surprised by that because that's what it's always been. It's never been different. It's never been different. You prove you wrong. No, we can't prove you wrong because that's what that is, and it's always been like that. So the issue is for us is what we're doing now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's always so right now, now we're in a change period. Right now we're in a Mm -hmm. movement period. And so now is the time to do those things which you talk about. Again, you know, but you got to do them. Can you tell me, can you explain to me what the movement is and who the leader, who, who is the leader? Well, because well, first the, movement, of all, that, the well, movement that I came from had leaders: Dr. Well, Martin well, Luther King, Malcolm X, no, okay. Bobby oh, okay, Smith. Who, who are the leaders now? Where are they? Oh, okay. Let me tell you about Please this explain movement. this to me before I come off the rails, sir. Oh, okay. Let me tell you about this movement. Oh, okay. Let me tell you about this movement. Uh, you know those movements, as you well know, that you mentioned. Well, what happened to those leaders? Uh, you know, they, they, you they know were killed. Right, so it's when it mm-hmm. killed them. Killed. Now, and we're in a technological age now. This movement is what you call decentralized. There is no one leader. And the reason there ain't no one leader is so they can't mm-hmm. just come and pop the lead off. So, you know, we've adapted. We've adapted to, 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 to the society we live in. Uh, yeah. it, it was a white guy. It was a white guy. When Black Lives Matter first, you know, first jumped out, and so you know, he was on my page. He was saying, "Well, you know what the black folks need to do? They need to just get them, you know, get one leader." And I said to myself, "I said, yeah, so you can shoot him." Yeah. And so what I'm saying to you is that is that this movement is decentralized. You the leader. You the leader. There you go. There you I'm go. The we all the leaders. Kurt is the yeah, leader. There you go. We all the yeah. leader. So you know, don't be looking for the leader. The leader got yeah. killed. So, you know, we ain't got no more the leader. We got the leaders. Yeah, yeah, organization. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Ms. Brianna. I can tell you you have some comments. (laughs) Oh, no, I think think that was an excellent point. And, you know, like, for example, when Black Lives Matter first started, I, I remember it was very important. Uh, to the ladies that, and the the group of people that started that movement, it was very important that Black Lives Matters was the, the the faces out there, the voices out there leading that movement as a collective were African American, Black and Brown folks, and that Philosophy. the hope was that white folks would come aboard 
and follow those leaders. And we've seen that tide turn. Now, if we can keep white folks from trying to co-opt the whole thing, that would be lovely uh, and very effective if, if they would, you know, uh, tamp down the, the takeover that is happening in some of these cases. But the polls are even showing that it's it's such a it's been such a slow progression to get so many people on board to follow the lead of all of these um, black leaders who are together, you know, forging forward. But that tide has turned, and it's turned in such a way that there's no going backwards from it now. Uh, there, there's a majority of people who now are totally behind Black Lives Matters, and that wasn't the case like six months ago, a year ago. Um, the Colin Kaepernick thing, for example, most people, most white people, I should clarify, uh, weren't on board with with what he was doing. Now they are. Um, and so it's just, it's taken hundreds of years, <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I think that leadership that that we're all seeing just from regular citizens, mothers that started it and now just regular citizens who happen to be African Americans, we're following their lead more and more. And I think that's the difference. It's not just standing together. Standing together, of course, is important, but white folks, following that lead, and that's what we're seeing now. That's what's encouraging to me, at least. I hope well, I that makes sense. I know folks, that was jumbled. Well, well I, would, look, I think what white folks have come to understand is that uh, voter suppression ain't just on black folks. They come to understand that voter right. suppression is on them. And see, right. you, know, yeah. they, you know, and see, they just not come to understand that. It was always against them, too. But now yes. it's pronounced. So now they can understand that. Hey, wait a minute, I'm being suppressed too. That's right, because you don't have any more right than the lowest black person in America. Until you come to understand that, you know, yeah, and yeah. join with us on securing yeah. these rights. Again, what no civil rights move for white folks. What no civil rights for white folks for black folks got them. Y'all don't have no That's white right. folks. So white folks don't have no civil rights. And so I'm just yeah. saying, so they need to understand every right we get, you get. Yeah, That's true. That's why Black Lives Matter, because that, it, every other life clear to that it matters to the powers that be. It has to be clear that every one of us matters, or else none of us really do. I mean, that's, you know, and that's why it's, that's the point that I think is hard to articulate sometimes because it's more than just a bumper sticker, uh, but I think Black Lives Matter is encapsulates it perfectly and we saw how long years it's taken for more and more white folks to come to that understanding that that's what that means black lives matters means all of us we have Mm -hmm. to stand for our black (laughs) brothers and sisters we have to or we don't matter at all my right is nothing if i don't stand up for my brothers and sisters and i think more people get that now a privilege can always be taken back that's exactly right taken back Yes, there you go. I I say this all the time that that I understand all lives matter. I want you to understand that black lives matter. Yes. Yes. You know, 
Yes, 100%. Right. That's why I think it's so egregious when the counter to Black Lives Matters is, you know, all that crap that we hear, well, white lives matter, or we're going to ha- right. talk about all lives matter, or we're going to talk about blue lives matter. It's a capital right, offense right. if you touch a cop the wrong way in there every state. It's a federal offense you if go. you shoot, you know. Yes, it is. I mean, we already know, and legislation proves that we already know that blue lives matters, And, you know, precedent shows that we already know that white lives matter. And around the world, we know that Jewish lives matter. (laughs) I mean, when are we going to get it through our heads? We've never paid reparations that have been owed for hundreds of years. We don't get that black lives matter. We don't. We have to have it beaten into our heads. And the tides have turned that you can't go backwards from, from it's like we've got a critical mass or something on board now getting it and i don't think you go backwards from that you move forward with this movement with that absolutely absolutely wow well let's let's move on a little bit more we got about 10 minutes probably eight minutes before miss rihanna will play our song but but i was reading this article about uh, the world leaders, you know, as tomorrow, we already noted that here in Texas tomorrow, and Mr. Dunny said, I'm marching my ballot straight in. I'm not taking any chances. And people were out there tonight talking about they're not taking any chances. They're marching their ballot right straight to the ballot box. Uh, I marched mine straight to the ballot box on Friday, and I watched them, and I placed it inside of this uh, bag and sealed it, locked it until election time. So I know mine is my. It was like I I went and stood in line, and even though I didn't have to stand in any line, so I made sure that mine got there too. But I was reading this article about uh, let's see, I was about the world leaders. And and what their uh, Miss Rihanna said did, did we see oh did we see the long lines in Georgia yes that's why we we're prepared we're prepared we got my truck is running over with snacks we went to Sam's and we bought all kinds of snacks and things and waters uh, for our constituents that are going to be lined up because see we'll be working that's why we had to go ahead and get our our vote in cast mm-hmm. that vote so that we can we can be out there working and and, and those when those lines are long that we can make sure they're going to be lined up. They're going to be lined up, and we're going to, we got chairs that we're going to have out there. We're going to have big signs. We're going to have our tent set up out there. We'll be out there early in the morning, get that tent set up and everything, yeah. and have our, our snacks right on the tables, and when they need them, we'll go place them. We won't, ha- we won't have on any shirts, T-shirts that are advertising any candidates or anything like that. We'll just have on right. some vote, vote Today T-shirts. And so, uh, so that we can go right straight up. And to I know the you're prepared for technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> that better not. You always Mr. have those. Said, who, who, who brings who brings uh, a computer and don't bring the cords, right, Mr. Dunny? I think you uh-huh. said that over and over. <laughs> who does that? No, I because mean, all of our phones are going to be needed. a computer genius. Nobody yes. does our much. phones are all going to be lighting up. They always are with people. Who do I call? <laughs> Who do That's I call? True. Because That's this true. machine, yes, always, every time. <laughs> We're prepared every single time. Yes, ma'am. Yep, we saw those lines. But, um, but yes, uh, I, I don't know where I was going with that. But you, I'm somebody sorry, jumped you, thought, in you were talking about an article. Oh, I was talking about the trust. About world yes, leaders. Thank you. The world leaders are very concerned 
about uh, if Trump does not win this election. They're doing everything in the book according to <laughs> according to this article that they can work finagle or do whatever they can to make certain that they do some of the same things that they did before. Hack into our system. But I say this, if we line up, if we line up out there over and over and over, Democrats, yeah. to show that we're serious about this, there's just I can't see how that they would be able to uh, cheat this election if people show up at the polls like I think that they are going to. Comment, anybody? I think everyone's well, tired of the polls. Okay, okay well, Mr. Donnie, we'll go to Mr. Donnie, then we'll go to Mr. Arthur. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to come. I didn't mean to come off the rails. I'm just upset. That's all. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. I had to come. Oh, I, I had to go calm myself down. You had to go calm yourself down. Well, you know what, Mr. Lundy, <laughs> it is easy to be upset about this because we're talking about okay. something that we we dealt with in the 70s, right? And we're still dealing with the exactly. 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000. I mean, it's when enough is enough. I believe that's where that mm-hmm. came from because the same thing as Miss Rihanna said. The the same thing happens over and over and over and over again. But I think how that long? after seeing how long, how long. No. But you know something, today they unveil the mirror of Mr. George Floyd in Houston, Texas. And and everybody, it was it's beautiful. I have to send it to you guys. The, the, the picture that they did for him is just like looking at looking at him in person. And from what we saw and could see of him, I mean, absolutely beautiful picture and painting of him, just absolutely. And so people are just fed up. They are. And so that's why you have, I mean, I cannot tell you guys how many people are out there asking us for signs, asking us where, what time do we go and vote. We're going to be there first thing. The lines are going to be amazing tomorrow. I, I, I can't wait to see this will be exciting because I mentioned to some people that we registered 20,000 new brand spanking new voters just in Smith County. Do you guys understand that? Just in Smith County, over 20,000 new registered voters that had never voted in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Guys, do you understand what I'm saying? That's awesome. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Wow. Well, and like I said, that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of good news right there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Smith County. Come on, Smith yes, County. Sir. Yes, uh, sir. And, yes, sir. And, and, but what I'm just saying is that you know we see just uh, you know just just vote with intention. You know, uh, like I said, I, I'm visualizing going to the polls and slamming that, you know, punch them buttons right with great yes, joy. And so I'm just Great saying, that we need to look. Yeah, we need to look at this as a, as a, again, if you don't want to be marching out in the streets and doing all that stuff, you need to march to the polls. That's what I'm telling people. You need to march to the polls uh, and do what you have to do because, like, say this, you know, now's the time. So again, uh, time. you know, it's a change period, child. It's a change period. It's frustrating. It's crazy. It don't make no sense. But there's a method to the madness, and you yes, need to just stay focused. With what you're supposed to do, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just do what yes, you're supposed to do. If you do that, when we get to the other side, you'll be in good shape. There you go. 
Very good. Well, let me just run through before we give it to Ms. Brianna because it's 9.56 right now. But early voting times and locations, I won't mention the location because everybody's location is different. These are just my locations here in Tyler, Texas. But in the state of Texas, early voting times begins on tomorrow, Tuesday through Friday, October the 13th. And October the 13th through the 16th here in Smith County, it will be from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And then October the 19th through the 23rd will be Monday through Friday, 8 until 5. And then Saturday, we're having a car van that's Saturday, October the 24th. Our voting will be from 7 in the morning to 7 p.m. We're going to have our bullhorns, our balloons, and have our signs and our cars decorated. And we're going to start. Uh, it's going to happen in my district. I'm, I'm uh, in charge of this. And so we start early that morning at 8 o'clock that morning. We're going to have a car van. We're going to line up on uh, Glenwood at uh, Gentry Parkway and Martin Luther King right in the middle of that. And then we're going to zoom throughout uh, District 2 and District 3 where there's a large population of African Americans with our pool bullhorns and blowing up. And then on Sunday is Souls to the Polls, October the 25th. And the polls will be open from 12 until 5. We're going to provide some box lunches for some of the churches, which we could provide for all of them, but we'll provide for some of them. And then they will be, people will get in their vans. They've already, they know they have to call in to set up to ride in the vans for those that don't have vehicles to drive them to the polls. Our souls to the polls will still be out there with all of our uh, fresh fruits and whatever else that we have out there to serve the people. And then Monday through Friday, October the 26th through the 30th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then, of course, November the 3rd is Election Day. So that's three weeks we have, October the 13th through the 30th uh, here in Texas. So go ahead. Thank you, guys. It's been a great evening, Mr. Arthur. You have your final comments quickly. You have about 10 seconds, with the, uh, and then we'll hear a final comment from Mr. Daniel Walker, and then we'll turn it over to Ms. Rihanna. Well, just stay focused, everybody. Uh, you got to vote. I'm be doing some stuff here in Dallas tomorrow, but again, just stay focused. Vote, y'all. Uh, you know, this is real. It's not a drill. There you go. Very good, Mr. Donnie Walker. Twenty-two days on. to go. Twenty-two voting right. days. Twenty-two days. Twenty-two days. That's it. That's it. Twenty-two days. Listen, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Miss Rihanna. We'll turn it over to you and Colin. Good night. You were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. Oh. It's all yours. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And I just want to add one thing. There are right now four people on this line. Three of them are veterans, not myself. That would be the other three amazing people on this line. Thank them and thank every veteran and active duty military by going to vote. Everybody get out there and vote. Good night. Thanks. Thank you, Ms. Fiona. Good night, everybody. Yes, ma'am. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be
hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, oh. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes 